Welcome to a very special episode of Five Minute Film Finder. Men Watching Romance. Brought to you by Pioneer Library System. Hi, and welcome to a special episode of the 5-Minute Film Finder. If you're missing Norman Central's annual Men Reading Romance Novels adult storytime event this year, we've got you covered. We're sad not to be seeing you in person this year, but we've rounded up a few gents to watch and react to some fun romance movies. This episode may contain some spoilers, but we're mostly discussing some older and much-loved titles, so we hope you enjoy. Happy Valentine's Day from our Guybrarians to you. I'm Ben, and I watched the movie About Time. Um, This movie is so sweet. It just really got me. Um, This movie came out in 2013. It was written and directed by Richard Curtis. Um, It's about a young man who, on his 21st birthday, finds out the the secret family uh, power of being able to time travel. All the men in their family have the ability when they turn 21 to go back to any point in their life. Um, And the the crux of it is right after finding this out, his father asks him, well, what are you going to do with it? You should do something really important to make your life better. And he's like, I'd like to help it, help me find a girlfriend. And we pretty quickly see him find a girl who he just falls head over heels with. But the the twist there is that he has to go back in time to help a friend with an issue, and thus the meeting of the girl never happened. So he has to basically reverse engineer a way into meeting her again through the current timeline. Um, there's just so many sweet moments in this movie. Um Dominal Gleason is just such a lovely man and just really plays like a kind of quirky, uh, nerdy, young English man. And just uh, with uh, along with Rachel McAdams, they have just a really lovely love story. Um, now I'm going to read a couple quotes that are my favorite from it. Um, so this is uh, Dominal's character uh, talking to Rachel McAdams. He says, I love your eyes. I love the rest of your face, too. I haven't even looked further down, and I'm sure it's all fantastic. <laughs> Very sweet. Um, another one is, she was then and still is to me the most beautiful thing in the world. Um, I would suggest this movie to just about anybody. It's very, very sweet. It's also got some really lovely family stuff. Um, just all over a highly recommended. It is rated R, and that's mostly for language there's no nudity um and it's not particularly crass so just uh take that in mind if you want to watch it well ben we have some mystery quotes for you now Ooh, i can't wait are you ready yes okay you're the first boy i ever kissed jake and i want you to be the last Ooh, jake oh land before time Oh, you're so close. It's <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> oh. Also, that's the land before time. Um, okay. I was wrong about Grant. He's really a nice guy. 
He even liked you when you were butt ugly. <laughs> Isn't oh, that sweet? So, so sweet. Uh, oh, let's see. Um, I'm going to say Britney Spears Crossroads. Uh, that's a good guess. It is from Date Movie. Date Movie, okay. Did you see that? Uh, I did not. Fun movie. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to check it out. I'm Aaron Pence, and I watched The Notebook. I I couldn't figure out why you guys had me watch this movie. This didn't seem particularly romantic to me. It's a like a terrifying psychological thriller about an old man who has clearly lost his wife or maybe never had one. And he is spending his time now convincing at least one woman that she, with dementia that she used to be his wife. And over the course of the movie, he just continually sort of assaults her with this story that I think he's written. And he, he sort of breaks her down psychologically far enough to where she believes at least for a few minutes that she was married to him. And I think that's sort of the whole, it's, it's kind of this weird meditation on like consciousness and, and what it means to be a, a self and a soul and, and, and where love fits into this, this horrible like, like life without memory and where we create our own realities. It was terrifying. You know, how do you, what, how could this guy do this to this poor woman? She seems nice. His family visits at one point and tries to convince him to stop doing it. And he just plugs on anyway. He's, he's successful in whatever terrible meaning of successful you mean. It's, it's, it's sort of uh, frustrating to watch. Most of the movie is the sort of portrait of the vision he's trying to portray of what their lives were like in this book that he made up. It's really weird. And then Ryan Gosling has a beard. Um, it's, it, it, you know, it's fine. Um, I, you can tell that uh, there's a number of clues that tell you that this wasn't really him. Like this lady, when she's young, has a beauty mark on her face. She just totally doesn't when she's older. Not sure what happened to that. Um, but one of the biggest clues that you have that this didn't really happen is because there's no way normal human beings would talk like the people in this supposed book talk. Um, there's, she has a lot of like waterfall on her. I think maybe it's something he's doing. Like maybe it's raining where she is in the present or something, but she like falls into a pond and like it rains on her. Um, there's one place where they're at a beach and they have, they have the following exchange, which to me cannot actually be two humans. Um, it starts with her. She is dancing in the water in a swimsuit. Um, do you think in another life I could have been a bird? Uh, what, what do you mean? Like reincarnation? I don't know. I think I would. Car, car, Sam a bird. Uh, no, don't do it. Say I'm a bird. Stop it. Rawr! Say it. Okay, you're a bird. Now say you're a bird too. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. Like, that's, I don't know. Why did they do that? <laughs> but they really did that. They actually said that in the movie. There's one part that's like this really meaningful scene where like she's maybe getting ready to leave him or maybe getting ready to stay with him. And his like super visceral, oh yeah, reaction to her is to scream at her three times, what do you want? Which I sort of like made me think of Alan Iverson yelling about practice. Um, there's also this part early in the movie when she, by all rights, should have been running away from him because all he 
he's tried to do is assault her. And I, which I think is, again, remember, this guy is trying to trick this poor old woman. And so I think that this is sort of her consciousness railing against it before she starts to break down is where he's right up in her face. He's telling her all this stuff. And she's like, no, this is stupid. I'm on a date with a guy. We're on a Ferris wheel. But they like, so they're walking down a street. They have talked to each other one time ever before and this is the the blistering dialogue this guy came up with i just always figured you were kind of kind of what just free what free i am free you don't seem like it well i am (laughs) i I don't know. So I think this is sort of this guy's twisted version of what romance would feel like. I don't know if maybe he's the one suffering from difficulties as an older man and and maybe he's dragging other people into it. I don't know if maybe any of the movie happens at all or maybe this is really just sort of his twisted vision of trying to recover something he had with a different human being that he's imposing on this poor woman. But this is the writing that he came up with as his vehicle to lure her into the trap. So it's it's sort of a it's sort of tough to watch um but if you if if you're into um, um, you know, the, the vision of the people when they're young, like they're pretty or whatever, and there's a house that he builds, so it's cute. But uh, it's it's you have to be in the mood for something that's a little bit twisted and dark before you sit down to the notebook. All right. Uh, sounds like you had an interesting viewing experience. Uh, are you ready to see if you can guess some mystery romance quotes? Oh, I can't wait. All right. Let's see. All right. First one. Death cannot stop true love. All it can do is delay it for a while. I don't know. Um, the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> uh, close, The Princess Bride. Hey, hey, that's the same. Yeah, <laughs> I get a half a point for that. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> um, let's see. And for your second quote, he is the cheese to my macaroni. <laughs> um, I have no idea. Citizen Kane. <laughs> uh, close is uh, Juno. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring s- Michael Sarah. <laughs> I have seen that movie. I've yeah. actually watched that movie. Yeah. yeah, no, no. All right. Nothing. Well, thank you for coming on, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. My name is Drew Hooper. I'm here at the Norman Central Library, and I watched the classic. Dirty Dancing from 1987, directed by Emily Ordonley, I think. And uh, the screenwriter was Eleanor Bergstein. What can I not say about this wonderful film, Dirty Dancing, that hasn't already been said? The soundtrack alone for this movie is worth checking out. She's Like the Wind, written and sung by the great... Mr. Patrick Swayze. There's a wonderful tidbit of information you may not know. The song Mickey and Sylvia, Love is Strange That So Many of Us Love and Adore, was performed by husband and wife Mickey and Sylvia Robinson. Uh, Sylvia Robinson later became famous for being the founder of Sugar Hill Records. You may have heard of Sugar Hill Records as in 1979, Rapper's Delight, Um, she was a creative force behind that as well as the message by Grandmaster Flash. 
My name is Drew, and I'm going to just describe this as a coming-of-age story. A lot of people say that Jennifer Grey fell off after that, but if you look at her IMDb credits, just like I did, you'll see a lot of stuff between this film and now, including one of my favorite uh, Red Oaks that she was on on Amazon Prime between 2014 and 2017. Getting back to Dirty Dancing, I'd like to go ahead and reenact one of my favorite scenes. I'm sorry about the way my father treated you. No, your father was great. He was great. The way he took care of Penny. I mean the way that he was with you. It's really me that had to do with. Johnny, I came here because my father. No, the way he saved her. I can never do anything like that. That was really something, baby. And the reason people treat me like I'm nothing is because I am nothing. That's not true. You, you're everything. You don't understand the way it is. I mean, for somebody like me, last month I'm eating juju beans just to stay alive. And this month, women are stymming diamonds in my pockets. I'm balancing on shit. And as quick as that, I could be down there again, baby. No, that's not the way it is. It doesn't have to be that way. I've never known anyone like you, baby. You think you can make the world better? If somebody's lost, you find them. If somebody's bleeding, I go get daddy. That's really brave, like you said. That took a lot of guts, baby, to go get him. You're not scared of anything. Me, I'm scared of everything. I'm scared of what I saw. I'm scared of what I did and who I am. And most of all, if I leave this room, never feeling for the rest of my life, the way I feel with you and sing. That's all I got, man. That was perfect. <laughs> that I don't know about that, but no, that <laughs> I, hope it, I hope it works. That was great. All right. Drew, are you ready for your two mystery quotes? Yes, please. Ready right now. All right. First one, the classic. I want to draw you like one of my French girls. Um... Uh, is that the Titanic? It is Titanic. Yes. <laughs> Excellent job. Excellent job. All right. One point in the bank. All right. And the follow-up quote for you is the classic, I see you're drinking 1%. Is that because you think you're fat? Because you're not. <laughs> you could be drinking whole if you wanted to. Oh, uh, Kendall, I know this movie, um, but I don't I know this isn't correct, but I have to take a guess. Is it Shallow How? No. Excellent oh guess. Thank it was Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Such a great <laughs> Very well show. done. One for two. You can't argue with that. Thank you, Drew, so much for coming on here and sharing your fantastic review. <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> for having me. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, nine out of ten stars from Drew. Yeah, so my name is Kendall, and I chose a story about a love between a woman and an amphibian. It's not A Fish Called Wanda, if that's what you're thinking. No, it's 2017's The Shape of Water. Um, unironically, this is probably one of the most beautiful movies, visually, uh, written, uh, just romantic across the board that I've ever seen. Um if you haven't, I'm sure a lot of you have seen this. This is, like many of our films, this is a classic, I would say, love story. You know, you have stuff like Dirty Dancing, Titanic. This is maybe not everyone's cup of tea, um, but this is such a just 
just literally the word beautiful is just a perfect word for it. It's so graceful. There's this even, speaking of grace, there's this great dance scene in between um, the amphibian man and this woman. For those of you who don't know what it is, it's about literally a woman who is mute and she falls in love with an amphibian man that's found in the Amazon. (laughs) And that's the story of their love is a forbidden love between woman and amphibian. Um, I cannot tell you how happy this movie makes me. It's a love letter to film. It's a love letter to love <laughs> uh, in general. But I did want to share uh, it, the movie beyond the woman and the amphibian. There are some great performances, even from the side characters. And the last line of the film is actually spoken by Richard Jenkins, her co-star. Uh, but it just perfectly encapsul- encapsulates how poetic this film is by Guillermo del Toro. The last line of the film is, If I told you about her, what would I say? That they lived happily ever after? I believe they did. That they were in love? That they remained in love? I'm sure that's true. But when I think of her, the only thing that comes to mind is a poem whispered by someone in love hundreds of years ago. Unable to perceive the shape of you, I find you all around me. Your presence fills my eyes with your love. It humbles my heart, for you are everywhere. This film is tough to describe, much like the title in and of itself. You can't really describe The Shape of Water, and you can't really describe this film beyond Creature of the Black Lagoon meets a soap opera, but I highly recommend The Shape of Water from Guillermo del Toro, four-time Oscar-winning movie for Best Picture of the Year. All right. That was great. Thank, thanks, Kendall. Yeah. Um, are you ready for your mystery quotes? Oh, I'm ready. Lay them on me. I have your specially gathered mystery quotes. Um, all right. So your first quote. A guy and a girl can just be friends, but at one point or another, they will fall for each other. Maybe temporarily, maybe at the wrong time, maybe too late, or maybe forever. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um I, I I'm decent at quotes, but this one is okay. Um hmm. uh, there's no way I'm gonna get this. There's something I'll give, I'll give you some hints. Okay, uh, sure. it's it's more contemporary. It's uh it's a very hip movie at the time that it came out. High school musical. Oh, close. Is uh <laughs> five hundred days of summer. Oh dang it. I haven't seen it. That's why. Uh, not starting off good. It. All right. For your second quote, are you ready, sir? I am ready. I don't know if we each have a destiny or if we're all just floating around accidental, like on a breeze, but I think maybe it's both. <laughs> maybe both is happening at the same time. I miss you, Jenny. If there's anything you need, I won't be far away. <laughs> First off, uh, your performance is great. You, you, need to go, you need to do that more. <laughs> that is the classic Forrest Gump. You nailed it, sir. It's excellent. It's hard once you hear Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. Well, and floating on a breeze, man. That, floating that, on a breeze. That feather. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Hi, this is London, and I watched one of my favorites, The Age of Adeline. I say it's a favorite. I This is my second time to see it, but um, this is a really sweet movie. So this is a 2015 movie. It's a little bit older, but the romance is fresh. 
Um, this is good. It's really, really good. I, um, I cried. I cried twice. I had a couple of close cries. Um, and you know, I'm a horror guy, so it's kind of whatever. Um, (laughs) so if you haven't seen this, this is romantic, but there's also this fantastical element about the age of Adeline. She's been in an accident in 1937, I think. Um, she drowns briefly. Her, she is struck by lightning at the same time. She stops aging. And that happens in the first 10 minutes of the movie. I'm not giving anything away. So, um, so yeah, she has to... Um, she kind of stays on the run because she's not aging. She takes a new life. This is a very sweet movie. I just wanted to share some quotes, um, kind of those things that stick with you. She says to Ellis, her new. she's finally let her guard down, and she's going to love someone, and she says... Tell me something I can hold on to forever and never let go. And he responds, let go. It, it'll get you. It's a good movie. Check it out. I got this on DVD from the library, and I would recommend this to anyone. All right. And now for your two mystery quotes. Yes. Are you it ready on me. for your first? Yes. All right. The first quote. I am very discreet, but I will haunt your dreams. I know this. I know this. Um... Oh my gosh. Oh, give me a hint. Uh, <laughs> is this dodgeball? No, it's said it's something by silly. Steve Carell. Steve Carell says that? Oh, it's the 40 year old virgin. <laughs> it's yeah, the 40 year old virgin. I know that one. <laughs> All right. And now for your second quote They say when you meet the love of your life, time stops. And that's true. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with time and say the time traveler's wife. Oh, no. What a good guess, though. It is Big Fish. Big Fish. That's a Big good movie. Big Fish, a fantastic Good movie. movie. All right. One for two, though. It's probably better than I'm going to do on mine. So, I'll do better next time. Ladies and gentlemen, London, England. Thank you, everyone. My name is Darren, and I watched the movie Magic Mike. It is a 2012 movie uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh, starring Channing Tatum. And he is in the movie a lot. He's in the movie a lot without his shirt on. Frequently without his shirt on. If that's something that's interesting to you, I think you'll probably enjoy this movie. Um, There is numerous dudes that don't have shirts on throughout the movie. There's lots of loud music, drinking, and dancing. Um, There is some romance aspect to the film. I'd say it's not the feature part of the movie but it is there they do spend a lot of the movie uh, on the relationship between two of the men in the strip club Um, and I think that's the the guts of the film really and it kind of shows the good and the bad sides to what their lifestyle might be but like I said if you enjoy loud music and lots of shirtless guys I think this is a good movie for you (laughs) all right Did you have a quote that you wanted to share with us? I do have a quote that I'd like to share. Uh, At one point in the movie, uh, Channing Tatum's character, uh, Magic Mike, is saying to his potential love interest that she does not want to know what he has to do for 20s. It's a great line. I think it works really well in that movie. Awesome. All right, so now are you ready to hear some mystery romance quotes? I'm very excited for these quotes. All right, let me pull them up. All right. Are you ready for your first quote? Yes. 
you should be kissed, and often, and by someone who knows how. I'm going to go with The Notebook. Ooh. Similar time periods, but different release dates. Uh, Gone with the Wind. Oh, quite a difference, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't watch very old movies often, so that's a, that's a gap, so that's going to be my bad there. All right. So, for our next quote, love is patient. Love is kind. Love means slowly losing your mind. I'm going to say The Notebook. <laughs> Close again. Uh, 27 Dresses. Oh, okay. Okay. I've never seen that one either. Sure. I'm yeah. more of a like wedding planner kind of guy. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A classic. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for coming on, sir. Thank you for having me. It was, it was great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's our first time uh, meeting together, talking about the same thing. Uh, gentlemen, we had a very interesting week. Um, London and I have you to blame for this. You are the one that told both Ben and I that we need to watch the Fifty Shades of Grey series. Kendall, yeah. you're welcome. Uh, you know, I don't know if <laughs> that's inappropriate. <laughs> you loved Fifty Shades and you know it. Thank you. Um, one of the, the top trilogies of our times. Well, you know, honestly, I think before we dive in, I really, I need to make some changes in my life. I need to find somebody who will buy me, you said two computers, Ben, right? Two computers. I believe so. Uh, a car, a cell phone, and I'm sure other things, you know. A, a house. A house, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, wow. What are we doing wrong? <laughs> what are we? I, apparently, I have no idea. Okay, so starting this before all the movies i don't know if you're aware of this didn't 50 shades of gray start off as fan fiction like it was fan fiction for twilight yes yes and then um i i do want to point out just because i thought it was interesting i don't know if you guys noticed this but anastasia Steele, later gray spoilers um she was a book editor for fiction titles i thought that was an interesting tie-in for uh, E.L. James, I think, is the author of... Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. Um, I did not catch that. Yeah. yeah. Put, putting in the, the literary world into your Well, and it's story. especially with it being fan fiction, mm-hmm. um, it was interesting because there was a specific part in the, I think, second film where she was like, we need to encourage new authors. And they were like, no, we need to go with these established authors. And she was like, no, we need new voices. And I was like, I think that's E.L. James being like getting rejection 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 and then you know exploding and so she's trying to use i don't know i thought that was actually kind of interesting kind of cool yeah i need to tell you guys yeah i sat and watched all three of these movies in a single day oh my gosh i will accept a trophy when we're done recording (laughs) here you you champion of a man so thank (laughs) you my big question here is why why does anastasia like christian she's not a gold digger no she's a good solid person i i i struggle to see the appeal a little bit He's, yeah. a, he's very intense. He's kind of scary. I honestly, I think it's purely a physical thing. Um, there, there is a shot where she's like working out and she's just watching him work out. I don't know. What do you think? I don't. I think it's just yeah. It's, it's, you're right. It doesn't make sense. What's What's the appeal, Ben? Uh, I don't know. Like something I kept coming back to is like she's like at least in the first two, she's just such like a beta person, like just like a very per- deferential to everyone around her. Like a, f- a fish person? De- uh, a beta person? Yeah. Like, beta, beta uh, like as opposed to alpha. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. And just like very deferential, like very meek, like very like you can barely hear her talking. 
Yeah. I'm like, yeah, oh, yes, Christian. Thanks. There's all the mystery about him, <laughs> yeah. too, so I, I'm, I'm sure that's appealing to her. But. Sure, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think it's really, um, so the actress that plays Anastasia Steele, um, her dad is, I forget his name, it's the guy who's Nash Bridges, back if you ever watched that show. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, Don Johnson. Oh, yeah. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, Don Johnson. And so I'm I'm thinking like he's probably psyched that his daughter is doing so well, but also he's like, Man, I've seen my daughter naked so much <laughs> throughout these three movies. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot. Um but yeah, I think it's I think it's a going back to my point, I think it's a physical thing. I'm convinced it's a physical thing. He scares me. He oh, he's super it, it doesn't matter if he's good looking and filthy rich. <laughs> sure. He scares me. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You can keep your new car. Yeah, it and then her car gets attacked. I'm sure. She, I'm sure she got another car after after that. Honestly, if I'm tired of my car, I probably would just throw paint on it and be like, "Oh no, Christian, right. give me a new car." Right. Oh well. Yeah. What, I, what would you say to people who've never seen these movies? Oh, Ben, what do you think? <laughs> uh, if you get through the first one, it gets better. <laughs> uh, I found myself very depressed after the first one, but as they went on, the it just I think mentioned uh London mentioned that uh it changes directors for the the preceding two. To James Foley, I think yeah. is who was. The first and one was uh Sam Sam Taylor Johnson because yes. she's married to Alan, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, the actor. Yeah. And uh the tone just shifts enough like to like it goes from like a very kind of like dark, serious like erotic fantasy kind of movie to more of a thriller. And I, I feel like that just made it more palatable. Mm-hmm. Um, you start getting like action sequences and kind of like scary stalker sequences and just all kinds of unexpected stuff that uh, kind of splits up all the very intense emotional and sexual subject matters that are being taken on who is expecting a helicopter crash in the middle of all of this oh my gosh it came out of nowhere just you know what so uh, fast what's his name jack i think did jack <laughs> expected yes <laughs> i did not well i was warned admittedly by ben over here but <laughs> i was disappointed because is jack pierce is that the character's name uh i'm uh, i was actually gonna mention or jack that, hyde jack hyde jack hyde because i have oh, I, like I don't remember character names dr jackal and mr hyde <laughs> oh my god well, because he's a, a two-faced man that's a good point because when you first meet him when we first meet him he seems like a very nice solid guy he does i'm yeah, disappointed like, that oh, that's not the case guy. yeah yeah he's he's not a good guy no uh he's really not um okay I, I know you have your points. I have to talk about this because it's bothering me so much about Please. this movie. Um, it, did it drive anybody else up a wall that, like, um, there there was a, a scene where, like, Christian was, like, they were in a store and, like, this girl was, like, I think getting him a suit or something, but she, like, had her hands all over him and stuff and he was just like, ha, ha, ha. But then it's, like, when she's anywhere, he's, like, put on clothes and like, you know, like it's just this terrible one way thing where it's like, he can be viewed as attractive, but he, she is property to him. So much of the plot of these things is Anna is doing something or in a situation he doesn't like. He swoops in and whisks her away somewhere or gives her a new present. Absolutely. Um, He's so controlling. And (laughs) I I don't know. He's, he's like Batman. He just shows up. (laughs) (laughs) He does. He shows up. And he has like bodyguards, and I don't. I just the whole time I was like, the, the the scene when they're like on the beach, and 
she's tanning and he's like you're already showing enough right <laughs> like, what? i don't know maybe i'm just a dumb guy i don't know <laughs> that bothered me there's though. something to this i mean these movies actually look great there's good production value oh, sure. they made a ton of money yeah um they're not <laughs> they're not gonna be for everyone they got a lot of golden raspberry nominations and awards and sure so yeah yeah i mean uh that doesn't that doesn't i don't know I'm sure the actors weren't really worried about winning awards for it, but rather the uh, paycheck. Yeah, know? right. You know, but um, Ben, which was the best one in the trilogy? Ooh, uh, the third one for sure. Why? Just oh, the stakes. There's kidnappings. There's uh, friend. Uh, well, you actually get to see a little bit of Christian being kind of a nice guy in the third one, so you're not just like, oh my gosh, he's the worst the whole time, because <laughs> like he takes them all on a friend trip to Denver, which was kind of sweet. <laughs> like the first, like you're like, oh, he's being kind of a good partner mm-hmm. here. <laughs> so yeah, if you watch the first one and you're scared of Christian, like I'm saying, um, he does soften over the course of these stories. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if if that will keep you watching, <sighs> I. Yeah, I still don't know if I should say thank you to you or not <laughs> for, for these movies. Give it time. Give it time. Give it time. You'll thank me. You know what they they say? The sign of of a good movie is when you're thinking about it outside of the theater. And I mean, I've been thinking about it. So. Yeah, it's gonna stick with just, us. Just living in the back of our brains for a <laughs> yeah, while. Right. You know, it won't leave. But you know, that's another thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this was a huge cultural thing. I mean, everyone was talking about this and reading these and watching these movies, and I had never read it. I had never watched these, so so I so had to try it out. Was this your first time watching them, too? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. I yeah. thought you had. No. I had never seen them, either. This is not This is not my jam. Okay. But <laughs> well, it was an interesting ride. I figured this was some type of insidious plan to get us to watch these movies, but you... <laughs> Maybe it still was, and you. <laughs> I, I think we're having fun here, so <laughs> it was worth it. We are. It was enjoyable. It was entertaining. Did anybody have a, a favorite quote that that is uh, proper to share on the podcast today? Oh man, let me think on that. London. I, I like want to. I want to say something. This is not a quote. I noticed on all three of these, Danny Elfman is credited with the music. I saw that. When I think I was of like very surprised. what's supposed to be like. <laughs> A, a sexy movie. I don't think about Danny Elfman doing music. I think about him doing Tim Burton movies. Yeah, so. doing like quirky, spooky movies. Right. So that was um, unusual. <laughs> it was very strange. I noticed that as well. Um, actually, I will say this. Speaking of, you, you said earlier that it was very pretty to look at. Um, the the second film, the ball scene that they went to with all the masks and right. stuff, that actually had some pretty solid like cinematography and like very well done. Like I was enjoying. Yeah, there were lots of beautiful moments, like just like unexpectedly throughout <laughs> yeah. these movies. I mean, part of that is that we have a incredibly rich character, so we're just going to see like very pretty places. <laughs> I think uh, here's a quote for you, and I think I maybe gasped a little bit. I was watching these by myself, but I gasped. Um, so they're discussing the terms of their relationship. And um, Anna says, so you want me to move in? And he just very flatly comes back with Friday through Sunday. <laughs> it's like offensive. He's a realistic person. And yeah. He gives you the outline. Right. And- <laughs> you, you will sleep in your own room and you can be here Friday through Sunday. I, I personally enjoyed the line that said um, when they were on the boat in the second film and they were uh, – 
tying up and she's like this is this is where your expertise for not tying comes from and i was like "Ooh, right that's a saucy quote <laughs> do you remember she's interviewing him in the first movie and she asks about some of his interests and he says i pursue a uh, a variety of physical uh mm-hmm. activities yeah I was like yeah it's interesting that this film is so in your face about some things and then also incorporates innuendos. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, it's it's interesting that there's just, yeah, yeah, wow. It was a lot. <laughs> you, you need to watch a Disney movie after you watch these. Yeah, just cleanse your palate too. and move on for a little bit. It's true. It's true. So. I didn't think about that. Maybe I need to watch uh, Soul or something that recently came <laughs> out. <laughs> well, London, I want to say thank you. I, I mean, you said it. it. Uh, yeah, you, <laughs> you know, said it. I know. Got, I want to say thank there. you because now I know that I am not a fan of. <laughs> and you know, you don't have to be. I mean, we gave that's it a true. fair shot, and mm-hmm. um, I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. But now I know for a fact that I. Yeah, you're right. I'm yeah. not speculating. You know, I can't be called a hater for not. <laughs> you're not a hater. Yeah, Ben, are you gonna? You plan on reading the books anytime soon? Oh, we'll see. I think uh, it's it's not gonna escape my mind anytime soon. I think I don't I don't think I need to like reiterate anything into into my consciousness. Sure, <laughs> you've you've had enough, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe we should leave it as they did in the first movie and Anastasia, <laughs> right. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think on that note, I think that's a good place to stop for us. So once again, London, thank you so much for, for putting this together and all, all our guests that we had as well. Um, I'll, I'll let you take us out. Do you have any final words for I just want to say happy Valentine's Day and thank you all for being here and listening. All right. We look forward to seeing you in future episodes. <laughs>